This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop. Jared Petty, Scoop. Brandon Tyrell. Scoop. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about that PlayStation 4 Neo. We're going to talk a little bit more about the NES Classic. But first, oh. Oh, No Man's Sky. Woo-hoo. What about No Woman's Sky? Uh, who's that, Man's Sky? Well, <clears throat> by definition, No Man's Sky is the woman's sky, right? As Bob Marley's saying, no well, woman, no sky. We know it's at the center of the galaxy. We did it. Ooh, yeah. Figured it out. <laughs> uh, by the time this show is posted, the yeah. game will be out there. I'll be playing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people have already been playing it. Yes, yeah. yes they have. This game was <laughs> sold like. early at uh, several retailers, and uh, people have been playing it. They've been streaming it online. People got a jump start in their reviews. I want to talk a little bit about this, and then they also announced uh, there's a big day one patch coming. Yep, it's out now. When the game launches, it's already been live. That changes the game significantly. Yeah. And uh, people have different opinions about day one patches. But first of all, first of all, do you guys think it's a problem that No Man's Sky was sold early? Well, I I don't think you can prevent it, but yes, it's a problem, especially with a game that's been delayed and delayed and delayed, and has so much mystery and so much marketing hype around it, that I don't think that that is necessarily Sony or Hello Games' problem, so much as it is a a very fervorous community's problem. Well, that's my question. A problem for who? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Jared thinks it's a problem I think it's a problem for, I, I think it's a problem of noise building on noise and quickly spinning out of control. I was watching a lot of those, uh, 
those early clips and reading what was out there on Reddit when the game was first leaked. And one of the things that happened is the very first guy to get his hands on it found the message he was trying to get out, talking about his impressions of the game, mm -hmm. spinning out of control quickly as other people took what he said and, and misinterpreted it and carried it off in some very strange directions. And he was doing damage control yeah, no. on his can, own can, messaging. Can you Welcome to the life of a game journalist. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, this, can you this, give some examples of how... This is being spun out of control. Yeah, uh, he had some frustrations about some bugs that were in the game, for example. Or he and uh, people took that like, oh, it's all buggy, it's a broken. Mm -hmm. Or he had a, uh, I think the, the most uh, the most poignant one. He said, you know, I reached the center of the universe in about thirty hours. Well, people were shocked. This game's supposed to be the biggest game ever. You're not supposed to be able to do that. And he said, yeah, I did, but you really wouldn't want to do that because that requires a cycle of, of endlessly doing the same boring things over and over and over again. And I only did it to find out what's at the center of the universe, mm -hmm. uh, or galaxy, pardon me. And so he's like, yeah, you can do it, but why would you? That was, he's kind of like, I did it because I wanted to get here to, to show you some of the things about the game. Well, what, is, that, is that the first video game he's ever played? Everyone since the beginning of video games has done whatever they can to ruin the experience for themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, think he, I think he came in with, uh, and again, I'm putting words in his mouth, so now I'm guilty of what his, his uh, commenters are. Um, I think he came in with well, the best of intentions. Show some yeah. neat things about this interesting game, be honest, about his opinions, positive and negative, and then the message kind of blew up because there's a lot of frustrated people. The game's been delayed a lot of times. There's been some significant marketing hype around the technology, and it well, kind this, of it just blew up. It's this swirling recipe of, uh, there's a lot of mystery around the game. People still, and part of this is on them because you know IGN's talked about it, other people have, people still don't really know what the game is, mm -hmm. and they didn't think they did, and there's mystery, you know, it, there's more of an air of mystery around it than some games. It was delayed at the 11th hour. Like, that game was out. Like, it was done. It's supposed um, to be in late June, right? And then it wasn't. Like, very late in the process, they delayed it. And then to have some copies sneak out early before the day one patch. Like, this confluence of three things um, <laughs> really makes this more of a problem than it would be. You know, if someone gets their hands on Titanfall 2 a few days early, like, it doesn't have that same trilogy of uh, things swirling around it that makes it so problematic. Um, yeah. Well, you've been waiting to play. Uh, you're, you have your copy uh, pre-ordered, right? Yeah, I, I bought a digital yeah. code that'll unlock tonight. Yeah. So does it bother you that this game gets out there early and spoilers start coming and everyone's um, talking about it and sort of the launch is sort of ruined, in quotes? Well, does it bother me personally? Yeah. No, because I'm not engaging with any of that. Hmm. Yeah, you can just choose to ignore yeah, it. Yeah, I'm choosing to ignore it all. Um, well, and again, I'm kind of a special case, but just the nature of my job means that, you know, there's always sort of crosstalk about People are playing Uncharted before I had a chance to play Uncharted, and you know, there's always stuff mm -hmm. like that happening. But even outside of that, just as an enthusiast, yeah, I mean, I'm content to wait a few days. And I appreciate that some people aren't or can't or don't feel like they can <laughs> after they've been waiting for years, um, but that's not an issue for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sort of fall into your camp as well. Like, it, I'm mostly isolated from that. It doesn't really bother me. But at the same time, you know, uh, this industry does sort of like, is kind of prone to knee-jerk reactions almost. Uh, and so, yeah. before, I mean, there's no real almost to it, yeah. <laughs> but before that day one patch dropped and people already playing it, like they weren't getting the full experience. And I think it's a shame because the developers, you know, Sean Murray and Hello Games, and the people who have been chomping at the bit for three years to play this game, they're both really kind of on the same team here. They're both on the same side. They both want that first experience and that total experience to be amazing. And I feel like broken street dates and, you know, it, it's sort of a relic of like trying to support 
these games that can't be done by the time they have to be shipped for street dates. And uh, it's a weird system. It's an antiquated system right now, and mm -hmm. I think it needs to be kind of overhauled in the future if we're going to support both online games and games that, that aren't finished when the game goes gold and yeah. still support physical media, right? I mean, I'll, I'll absolutely say it's a problem for the team at Hello Games. Um, oh, sure. You know, it's yeah. like I can't imagine working <laughs> on something, like working on an article, or it couldn't even be an article. It would have to be a book at that point for five years. Yeah. And then people, people, you know, start playing it a few days early before before I get to make the final changes. Before the like last chapter is yeah. written, right? Like, that's yeah. the worst, you yeah. know? So from their perspective, it's undoubtedly a problem. But in the big picture, like, the game's going to come out in years from now, like, you know, Half-Life 2's source code was leaked, you know, months mm -hmm. and months and months before that game came out. And it's sort of like this weird footnote now. So yeah. I don't think it's going to have staying, you know, staying power in the minds of people. But it, it couldn't have been a great week for that team. But spoilers, it's fun. So Man, there's Jared. that. Lost another middle line. What are yeah. you doing? Spoilers, it's fun. It's a fun game. And the what, Half-Life 2? No, uh, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is fun. And in, in the middle of all this, I think that message has gotten terribly lost in a bunch of screaming and frustration. Yeah. And, and and I think sometimes we forget what we're upset about, so we just start yelling. Uh, and that's, I think, what happened in some of that community. But in the middle of all that, the guy that originally looked this was trying to get that across. He's like, this game is fun. I really like it. Well, and and he couldn't get people to hear that. You know, people want to know the nature of leaked stuff is that uh, you can really only report back, not only, but it's easier to report back, you know, numbers. It took yeah. me 30 hours. This is how many inventory slots I have. This is how many different yep. weapons I found. I this is how this many different, different ships creatures. I found. Yeah. And that's the easy part to sort of quantify. I mean, it's the back-of-the-box bullet. Sure, it has yeah. 12 multiplayer maps, mm -hmm. and 12 isn't better than than 10. You know, it's just a, it's just a bigger number. Um, so, so this is similar in that sense, where you get those bullet points without really the context of, like, well, are you enjoying the game or not? Which is mm -hmm. so crazy, because this game, if any game I've seen within the last year or two years or 10 years, is supposed to be sort of this experiential thing where you just sort of, I think Sean Murray did a blog post today where he's like, our idea is for you just to drift through and have that emotion of discovering something and finding out for yourself for the first time and being able to name it. And like that just flies, it, it so badly flies in the face of what you were just describing, which is I found 300 planets and I found 12 guns and I found six ships, like mm -hmm. that, those seem at, really at odds, and it's. I think it's a shame. And I mean, you said with Half-Life 2, 10 years later, you know, like it's a small footnote, but does anyone really care? <laughs> and the only thing that I would say there is like, I wonder if there's damage either to the sales or the reception, and if this hurts the game commercially. Yeah, coming I mean, out the, the guy, the, the guy did time for it. Hmm. The Half-Life 2 leaker. Oh, did, did he? he? Yeah. Went to, I didn't know that. I did not like white collar, or, or yeah, they him? caught him. Did you not hear the story? So Valve found him, or got in touch with him, or he got in touch with Valve, and they pretended like they were offering him a job, and that's how they, <laughs> that's how they got him to come. That's how they, that's that how they caught him. That is the most savage thing a developer's ever done. <laughs> that's amazing. Valve set up yeah. a sting for a hacker. Yeah. That's wow. amazing. That's incredible. I. Don't think I knew that. That's that's secretly the plot of Half-Life 3 all along. <laughs> that's what's at the center of the galaxy. <laughs> I hope it's Peter Molyneux's cube. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> 99 cans returns. Talking, it's David Cage talking about emotion. Uh, I'm right, hoping so, it's Samantha Mulder. So, uh, <laughs> there's this big day one patch that's out now for No Man's Sky. Yeah. yeah. That changes the game yeah. significantly. Sure. Does that bother you? The fact that... That what is on the disc is not final. It, it bothers me that we live in an irritating business model where that's possible and, and is increasingly leaned on so that when situations like this happen, <laughs> you know, we work in a, in a magic bubble of trying to cover a game and you end up in a situation where, like, it's out there, we want to 
cover it, but there's a day one patch coming and that creates a tremendous tension with how to cover a game like that professionally. So for us, it creates special problems. But I think for for uh, most of the people purchasing the game, it's still frustrating to sit there go, you know, just just be done for a while. Get it out there. Day well, one there's patches. The, there's the meme of like, okay, I got my new video game. I'm gonna put it in. Okay, I have to wait, you know, yeah. 90 minutes for this thing to download. Yeah. But there's also, what percentage of consoles are not online in 2016? Yeah, it's not insignificant. So what do they just not get? The game, like, yeah. it, especially in the case of No Man's Sky, where it sounds like Jared, maybe you can get into this a little bit. It sounds like it's a very different experience post patch, very different. Like this isn't minor tweaks, minor updates. Like that sucks if you're yeah. one of the, even if it's a small percent, you know, five percent, ten percent. That's thousands and thousands of people that just don't get to play the game. Everyone else gets to play. Yeah, I, I, there's, I got a pretty good handle on on what the pre-patch game is like, and what I see in the patch notes makes me go, oh wow, they really did tweak a lot. Some of these tweaks, I think, are going to really improve the game. But it's more were, like they but, rewrote a whole. Oh, there are things in there that I'm like, I don't like that at all. I got used to something being hmm. one way, and I was like, wait a minute. They're they, changing that. Ooh, I don't think I'm going to like that as much. And it, you know, they rewrote story. They rewrote. Yeah, you know, they, they they've added, added paths. Apparently, uh, they're, um, the 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 thing that struck me is apparently the uh, the AI is much more aggressive now. Yeah, uh, and that um, that actually scares me because I really like the tranquility of mm. uh, of No Man's Sky. I like the fact that you only got in trouble when you picked a fight, mm -hmm. and apparently some of that might have been changing now. So that, I don't like that. On the other hand, storage capacity was a huge pain in the butt, and now apparently it's much less of one, so yay for that. Um, a lot of things have switched over. I mean, the, here's the problem, right, is because in order to get the game on a disc, in print, in a box, on the shelves of your GameStop, I mean, to ultimately be sold before street date, unfortunately, you have to go through like certification with the consoles. It's part of playing in the walled garden that is Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to send in builds almost sometimes months in advance, weeks in advance is, mm -hmm. is more, more the rule than uh, the exception. But um, there's actually a really cool article I just read this weekend. It was by a developer, I think he was with Vlambeers yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, developer of Nuclear Throne. Of Nuclear Throne. I was going to bring this up because yeah, that article is really, really interesting. I yep. encourage yeah, everyone great. to check that out. It's really, really good. Yeah, I, I tweeted it out too. Um, and it sort of details the whole process of going into cert and uh, what that takes and how easy it is to fail and how antiquated it is. Like mm -hmm. some of the rule books mm -hmm. um, still, uh, he was saying, some of the rule books still refer to like sending in queries via postage mail, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> sending them through the mail. Wow. And so, I mean, I, I worked for I worked for a big publisher before working at IGN and I, I worked pretty closely with guys who handled CRT you know, certification. And it's just Excel sheets and Excel sheets, like pages of Excel sheets linking out to PDFs and stuff. So it is not a small thing to do and it's something that you have to do mm. way in advance and if one thing goes wrong where you miss a box or something, it starts the whole process over. So, yeah. I mean, really what we're running into right now is that our, our, our system that we're operating under right now is too antiquated to support the yeah. mostly online structure yeah. that, that creatives are using. Yeah, so, and apparently, oh, sorry, David. Well, I just want to say, the, cer the certification process was initially uh, enacted with the best intentions, yeah. mm -hmm. but I think it was enacted decades ago. Yeah. It's that now. seal of quality thing, yeah, it's right? Like, it was supposed to be a, a method of quality control. Right. Uh, by the console manufacturers, but as I understand it, the basic means of certification just hasn't changed for several generations of consoles. So mm -hmm. very modern games like No Man's Sky are being pushed through this very, very archaic certification system that mm -hmm. takes months. Mm -hmm. There's literally no way they could uh, have the game you know, 
they couldn't work on it right up to release unless they're going to yeah. release it digitally. Yeah, and this is the well, here, process you have to go through to get it on disc. Here's the thing: is like instead of August what eighth, ninth was the, being their release date. If they had just said, "Okay, we're done with the game August eighth, but we're not going to release it until December," like that's the only world in which the finished game is on the disc, right? Mm -hmm. Is if they finish it, they get all the time to work on it they need, and then you know have the finished product into cert and then don't touch it again. Yeah. And which is ridiculous because you, what well, creative also, isn't going to want to do that? Yeah, and also think about it like if if you do have to be done with the game month plus before it actually ships, what should the developer do at that point? Should they just be like, "All right, I'm going on vacation <laughs> Pop or the champagne." If they can keep working on it and keep working on that day one patch, yeah. it's there Right when you're when, you, when when the game is out and you're ready to play, from like why I, shouldn't they do that? From what I understand, it used to be pop the champagne. And uh, yeah. in the middle of all this, and for all the well. criticism about the patch, the version that leaked out, we're not sure if it was gold or not. The the the, the one that the guy first got, the one he bought on eBay for the exorbitant mm. amount of money, yeah. we're not sure if that was a gold copy or not. It was pretty close to to release date, but it might have been a release candidate. But that game had a game breaking bug in it. Um, we're not sure if that made it gold or not. But there's something you can do that got through QA up to that point that can break No Man's Sky, and that is obviously you know going to be patched out or been patched out at this point. Sure. So there is some virtue to it. We're complaining about oh why did, but if somebody finds out that if you hop from a black hole too close to the center of the galaxy, it breaks the game. Hmm. You know you have to have that patch as soon as possible, or people are going to be like ah you know they, they lose 30 hours of progress. I mean I I, I the thing that uh, I noticed about this day one patch is that. Like they worked on this game for years. How many years? Four years. Um, you know, Probably, many, many yeah, years. Yeah. So how? I just don't understand. I'm, I guess I'm kind of skeptical that they have this bullet list of things that they fixed. I'm like, how did you do all this giant stuff in, in six order. weeks? Yeah. But you know, in the other hundreds and hundreds of weeks you worked at the game, like it, in six weeks, hey, we completely added three new progression paths. We completely reworked how aiming works. We added like, hey, space stations have bars now. Hey, there's bigger caves now. Planets can be this way. You know, the galaxy my, my can be twice as big. My guess is they didn't actually add all of this at the last yeah. second. It's that the, they had the underlying ability to make this happen in the code, but they had not perfected it to the point it wasn't broken. It feels like a lot. It feels like a lot from the window of the time, hey, the game went gold, to hey, we have time to squeeze whatever we can into a day one patch. I, you know, I believe that they're telling the truth, but I just kind of don't understand how that they're, much happened in well, that it, short amount it, of time. It, they're a much smaller team compared yeah. to most AAA sure. developers. Yeah, sure. But I know it's all algorithmic, so it's, it's tweaking numbers. Yeah, it's a moot point, really. It doesn't matter the size of the team or the size of the scope or the project or the budget or anything. It's when you take artists or creatives and have them work in a product on a, on a product timeline, uh, it doesn't matter how big the game is, they're always going to be late. Like, it, it, <laughs> Creatives always want more time to work on the thing that they're doing, and when you have deadlines, they're always going to be late or right up against the deadline. Like that's yeah. just sort of how it works. I, I think there's a rule and it has a name somewhere, <laughs> but um, those creatives. Feature creative. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It really is like one of those like tried and true standards of uh, of create. You know, I was planning this episode of Game Scoop five minutes before we started filming. There you go. Are you gonna have a day one patch for this? Episode? Yeah, there's gonna be a day one patch. <laughs> but yeah, they're gonna add fun. a whole bunch of new characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all gone. We're all gone. It's yeah. a, it's and a, palette swap you for Brian Altano. Oh. Yeah. yeah, play this game, guys. It's fun. Uh, I just want to point out yes, uh, a really good quote from uh, Rami Ishmael, the Nuclear Throne developer, who wrote that article. He said, "Anybody arguing that a game should be done when it goes gold is living in the '90s." Mm -hmm. May not like it, but it's a pretty strong quote. Only '90s kids will remember finished video games. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Only '90s kids will remember being able to put in a cart and play a game when they brought yeah, it buy home. Buy a from game. The store. It was all complete on that one cartridge. Eleven no games that were done when you bought them. You won't believe number three. Yeah. 
But then you end up in a situation like, uh, sorry, like Ocarina of Time, where if you open doors in the wrong way, your saves just completely host. Mm -hmm. They would patch that out in 2016. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right, moving on. Seems like the PlayStation 4 Neo will be unveiled on September 7th at an event in New York City. That's really New York City. It's exactly nice. Yeah, that was well done. Get a rope. Get a rope. Uh, yeah, exactly a month from now. Uh, right, it's the week in between PAX and TGS. Wow. Right. So they're doing their own thing to unveil this new console. Uh, if I remember correctly, the PlayStation 4 was unveiled at an event in New York City mm-hmm. as well. So I wonder if we would expect a similar sort of event. There they had like, they brought like Mark Sterney out on stage to talk about the architecture of the PlayStation 4, and then they revealed a bunch of games that were in development for the system. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it will be that sort of event. You going to see NAC 2? You see, knack two. Let us hope not. Knack knack. Let, let, us, let yeah. us never see knack two. Ever, ever, ever. You might see knack two, Jared. <laughs> I don't want to see. You might NAC have two. to deal with knack two. No, I just wanted Jared Cam that mm-hmm. day. Uh, well, I already don't remember your questions. Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering if we, if we should expect a sort of a similar event to the unveiling of the PlayStation Four. Oh. Yeah, I mean the Xbox One was unveiled as sort of a similar event. Uh, strangely, though, that yeah. the uh, a, well, that was a Microsoft oof, campus. That was such a debacle. Yeah. Yeah, talking about always online. If I remember right, what well, we went first? PlayStation 4? I don't in, remember. It was like a January, February, and then Xbox One was in like May, but I don't remember if it was May the year before or if it was following. I, I thought think. the. I just oh don't remember. God, yeah, it's all a blur. I yeah. think the Xbox One, they were a week apart, weren't they? Or were they months they were apart? They were months apart. Yeah. I don't recall. Yeah, Sorry. I don't remember which one. So I think, I mean, yeah, I, would, I think uh, it's crazy <laughs> that the console war, I don't know, it's weird how they mirror each other. It's like when two volcano movies come out in the same year. Like, releasing a console in the same year is one thing, but both presumably independently deciding to do, you know, an iterative half generation and then revealing them a few months apart and then yeah. releasing them a few months apart. That's crazy, But right? the thing that I would say to keep in mind is, like, we see what kind of goes on on the surface. Like, it'd be crazy to think that they don't know sort of what each other are up to at all times. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, maybe, but, like, you know, we don't know what our other competing websites are up to. Which, like, which of these two is the Dante's peak of consoles, Scorpio or, or Neo? Wait, is Dante's, Dante's Peak is the slightly better movie? No, Dante's Peak movie? is the really bad Pierce Brosnan movie. No, Volcano is way worse and than Volcano Dante's Peak. Is, wait, the Volcano really is terrible. No. Uh, Dante's Peak has a grandmother melted by acid. <laughs> no, Volcano you know, is She's melted by acid it's in the acid lake. It's acid rain. Is that, yeah. is that the she one where it all lands in the lake and the lake yeah, becomes and she, toxic? Yeah, and the lake becomes toxic and her flesh burns off as she pushes the canoe. I'm not defending the, the pushing the boat scene. I'm just saying it's at least a redeemable movie in some way. Volcano is... Garbage. What volcano has a scene where a construction worker holds a woman, jumps out the back of a subway into lava, and then as he's being disintegrated into the lava, throws her to safety? <laughs> yeah, yeah I need to see movie. How can you not they redirect like... all the lava and that actually might have been We gotta redirect the lava into the ocean. Tell everyone, move your cranes for Spidey. You gotta move the cranes. Volcano is dull. Dante's Peak is cringe-worthingly awful. I, right. I, I don't know which is worse. I, well, right. Dante's anyway, Peak is definitely more entertaining. That's PlayStation 4 Neo. That's okay. the point I was going to make, is it's interesting that if the rumors are true, that's why I'm so interested in the drama of next month, if the rumors are true that Xbox Scorpio is rumored to be a good bit more I mean, powerful. It's not, it's not a rumor. Microsoft flat out said at E3, we're making the most powerful console of all time. But that right. was before mm-hmm. the Neo. Well, yeah. based on the leaked so rumor, like yeah. the rumored Neo specs, the 
the Xbox One Scorpio is supposed to be a good bit more powerful than the Neo, and that's just cra- like that's crazy that they're going to flip flop it. If, if, if they are, though, I mean, He Man may walk out, pull a Neo out, and be like the most powerful console well, in the universe. That's what that Sony has too. the advantage of being the second mover. Where man, I, I don't know how possible it is or what the cost would be to yeah. change what their plans so that's, were. That's what I think is really interesting because Microsoft went first. Yeah. yeah. Right, and they didn't really go first. They said six yeah. teraflops. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Uh, the but best, the best pixels. Yeah, plus the best pixels ever. Um, and so they went at E3, and then fast forward now to September, Sony's finally like, okay, we're gonna unveil it. So I wonder if that means they've had three months to sort of. I imagine they had contingency plans. The Neo is going to be A, B, or C, depending on what Microsoft shows. Maybe. And then know, now, like those... now three months later, they've either been able to choose which one, or they were just like, well, we, we can't outspend them on yeah. this, so let's just announce it and try to get that spin that we're so good at. I mean, I'm a little out of my depth. Like, I don't really know how the R&D process for you know chip manufacturing <laughs> works, but my understanding is that that surely must have been locked in like, long ago. A long right? time like, ago, I don't right? think they could but, just spend more money and then have a faster, nicer console. There are historical precedents to people throwing hardware into consoles late to compensate. The Sega Saturn is a classic example mm. of that, where they're just like, wow, PlayStation's way better at 3D than we thought. Throw a daughter card in. I mean, that, that that's, you know, throw in another processor. It, it, was, it was really cobbled together at the last moment. It was also an unmitigated disaster. I'm actually more interested in finding out if this is going to be a conference about hardware or if it's going to be more like what we saw at E3, where it was games, 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 games. Is this going to be, I think will, here's the power of the hardware, or is mm-hmm. this going to be, here's the power of the hardware in action? Well, here's and the I, thing. I think it'll be undoubtedly hardware, but I also think Sony kind of knows where they've got their niche, right? They know where they're beating Microsoft right now, which is on games. Yeah. And so I think they're going to be like, it does this, this, this. It only does everything. Also, this is what NAC 2 looks like on the <laughs> on the Neo. Yeah, look Why at do we good. keep going back to NAC 2? Knick-knack. Can we just knick-knack. call it knick please? Yep. Uh, it's 60 hours, that's stupid thing. I also think, though, that there's precedence in history of showing that Sony has been very good at pivoting after Microsoft has made a gaffe. Or that's true. Microsoft has shown their hand, and Sony's like, oh, always online? No, thank you. you know? yeah. So I don't think it's out of the realm of, of possibility where Sony comes to this event saying, six ter- what's even a teraflop anyway? This has six gigaflops, or yeah, whichever I mean, one is higher. I need, I need a little bit more time to like process to actually decide whether I think this is a good idea for us, or for gamers, or for for anybody, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of the upgraded not, console. Yeah, like that. That I don't know about, but just from a corporate drama standpoint, I love it. Yeah, like I love, is, I love, I love this the, is popcorn stuff. Right I love here. the gamesmanship of it and the back and forth. Um, but I'm skeptical that it's all about games. you know, for it, it's sort of hosing your early adopters a little bit, saying, "Hey, thanks for the $500 you gave us, but you know, we kind of need it again a few years later." <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, then you throw the Xbox One S in there as well. Well, and you know, <laughs> whenever they show off games, you know, until until the end of time or until the end of this console generation, they're only going to show off the version running on the new hardware. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Witcher 4 or whatever, like if you have the original PS4, it's not going to look like how they demoed at E3. Like there's all this sort of stuff that is a little iffy. Yeah. Can we do the top 10 awesome, like, corporate drama video game moments ever? Ooh, we did really that. Good. Well, we did, did we the E3 drama moments. Oh, we did yeah. Mr. Caffeine. Yeah. And, oh, <laughs> can we, can we spread it out to the naughty? And then some the, great naughty three moments. The, uh, the awkward play test. I'm having so much fun. Amanda, yeah. thank you. Oh, Those man. were great. The, the warp software thing with the Sega Saturn, that's, that's an incredible story. Uh, apparently also around the same time as this reveal, they're supposed to send out dev kits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that tells me if they're only sending out dev kits in September. Which is 
why I thought maybe now they've been able to flip the script a little bit. You the know? launch would be next fall, but there was it was rumored fall twenty seventeen. It was rumored to be announced after uh, Scorpio, but released before Scorpio. Yeah, well, Scorpio's yeah. coming out and next year, end of next, next year, right? Yeah. So like fall holiday. Yeah. yeah. So this seems like this they, th they said it was going to be earlier. So we'll see. Well, yeah, it's just like if, if devs are. are Devs don't even have dev kits yet, so it's like, well, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, just the, it's the PC Ultra settings, right? Yeah, like once it, you release your game on PC, you already have you okay. know 4K textures and stuff mm -hmm. already. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's as easy as just hey, shove them in there, but mm -hmm. like some of that work's already been done. Yeah, what, what's a console except for a PC you can't swap parts on, right? So you can actually just give the specs to uh, and have them hmm. to a developer and have them make something similar. I, I hope it's like oh, I hope it's like last time and they come out within a week of each other. Like uh, oh, yeah. that would be amazing. That was a crazy week here at work. Yeah, um, yeah I think. Like if they want to release a new console every two years, um, and then just make a commitment that uh, every game has to support the last three iterations, so you have like low, mid, high, and then you know what was high becomes mid, and say, look, if you buy a console, it's going to be good for six years, mm. or something like that. Some sort of assurance that, and they have done this, that every single game is going to run on PS4 and the original Xbox One, but but for how long? Like, where is this heading? Like, are we never going to have? A big new console reveal again. Like these new consoles are significantly more powerful than the, than the last generation. So, are we just like our con is the console cycle over? Is yeah, it's dead? hard because you have that you have that iterative thing that you're, they're obviously looking at at mobile devices as one of several places this is happening, yeah. and there's a lot of advantages. But at the same time, from a marketing perspective, the power of going PlayStation Five, you know yeah. that that's a that's a lot of weight <laughs> to slam down on the table. Yeah. and I wonder if they're willing to sacrifice that in the long run. Well, but, look at the way Apple does it with mo with. I Phones, yeah. right? Like they, they get both. They have precedence of saying, "Here's the iPhone 5, and then here's the iPhone 5S." Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, "Well, that's a phone, and these are consoles," but they're priced fairly similarly now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's precedence, and and I'm sure businesses and strategists all over the world look at Apple and say, "How do we mirror those profits?" And I wouldn't be surprised if they try to implement something like that. We, I think, I mean, I think people decide for themselves when their phone is too old. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. most people, every other year they upgrade. Me, like my phone's three years old. Got to get rid of it this fall. I have a 5s, so I'll get whatever the new phone is. And like, I feel like consoles are going to be that way. Yeah. Like instead of saying, "Hey, look, sorry, this game just doesn't run on your PS4. <laughs> it doesn't run on Xbox One. Like it'll run." In some capacity, you sure. know, for a long, long time. But at some point, I think they're hoping people just make the decision for themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, it's time for me to upgrade. I um, totally agree. This, honestly, my my gut reaction on this is this is actually just pushing me back toward my natural home in the PC space. And this, yeah. like, well, if I'm going to have to deal with this anyway, I might as well just go back to my own country where I know how this stuff works already. <laughs> yeah. Go home. Yeah. Well, let's go go back to the land of GPUs and upgrades. Well, love it or leave it. Yeah. yeah love it or leave it. Thanks. <laughs> PC people have been, I mean, essentially what console people are starting to see now is what PC people have been dealing with, sort of self-run like self, self run on their own, right? Like yeah. a new game comes out and they're like, well, if I want to play that, I need a better GPU, right? Yeah. And so I could see consoles, like we might never see a, an Xbox 2 and an Xbox 3 again, or a PS5, we might just see this is now the Xbox and this is the PlayStation mm -hmm. and they're iterated upon yeah. every year, and you decide what sort of graphical fidelity, yeah. fidelity you want. Excuse I mean, Jared's right that the marketing splash of the new console is a huge deal. It's a huge boon to these people. But mm -hmm. every new console generation is also an opportunity for people to switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, how many millions of gamers, at least in the United States, switched With their primary console from 360 to PS4? That was a very, very common, yep. easy migration for people to make. And these companies would love to just lock in those customers for life. Um, Shout out to the IGN commenter who on our article 
PS4 Neo to reportedly be unveiled September 7th. Just commented, Neo, thanks. <laughs> uh, we also, speaking of locking people into ecosystems, like I don't love the, I don't love iOS more than Android OS. Like it's fine. Like it's fine. It's just an operating system for me. But what keeps me on my iPhone is the thousand apps that yeah. I've downloaded mm-hmm. and paid for. It makes it impossible for me to switch. So if they unify, and Xbox is already doing this with backwards compatibility, like buy a game once. Like how many times have we all bought you yeah. know Super Mario Brothers on you know Wii and then Wii U and then mm-hmm. 3DS and then DS like we've bought that game a million times like if you just buy an Xbox game once and then you have that game across like, your Xbox library like then that locks people into that ecosystem. If they keep supporting it, it'll be great because that is one of the great advantages of playing on PC classically up to this point is that yeah. it generally had wonderful backward compatibility. Yeah, uh, DOSBox and stuff. Uh, exactly. There there have been and then wonderful things like GOG making it even easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I I'm, I do find myself dissatisfied with these ecosystems. I, I'm actually switching out of my iPhone soon. Um, mm. I, I decided uh, Android? To, to step away for Android. Yeah. Windows Phone. I'm too I'm far headed, gone. No, no, I'm headed. I'm headed to Android. I'm uh, I'm stepping away. My uh, I dropped my iPhone five on the ground and cracked its face. And, on purpose? No, yeah. not on purpose. <laughs> my Hatsune Miku bag broke, and then my phone fell out and broke on the broke on the sidewalk. So. Uh, you should sue Hatsune Miku. That's oh, right. I should. But she's yeah. a hologram. Can you sue a hologram? Yeah. If yeah. she, if the hologram can perform for me, and I have to pay a ticket to go see the hologram, yeah, I can sue the hologram. Wow, that's a good. They have thought. to set that's up all the. Works. They have to set up all the hologram <laughs> shit in court. It's terrible. <laughs> it takes like a week. Kachan, I'm coming for you. Uh, speaking that's really of good. speaking of the best pixels. The NES Classic will feature pixel perfect mode. Yeah. Oh, those are perfect pixels. And permanent save points. Uh, what does that mean, pixel perfect mode? Uh, Anyone know I, what this means? I, I, I know what it, what it's supposed to mean, yeah. but I think what they're getting down to is it's going to be blocky. They're probably going to 4x all the pixels yeah. uh, and and make you know make sure everything's perfectly to scale. But so without talking out of my butt about a really complicated um, issue that has to do with taking things off old CRTs and yeah, trying to display them on it's HD. Fine. Just, yeah. That's what we yeah. do here. Swing uh, wildly and with yeah. abandon. Say, okay. <laughs> there are myriad issues with upscaling <laughs> and making old CRT-based games from consoles look good on HDTVs. It's harder than you would think. It is much harder to have the right fidelity. Frank Cifaldi, who worked on Mega Man Legacy Collection, uh, can talk at length about this and what they try to do in Legacy Collection. You know, TVs are not exactly pixely in the old days. Mm. Pixels is not the right idea. And they're not even exactly four by three when you break it down to the lines and on and on. Sometimes and they there was fake scan lines on modern TVs that don't have them. Yeah, exactly, there was blur over, you know, Link has one pixel eyebrows in A Link to the Past, but you can only really see them on old TVs because it spread the, the light out a little bit. Right, on like some, that's, that's, that's what's at the crux of this. And again, I'm, I'm speaking a little bit out of my butt. Just I'm going to say that up front. But my underst- just ask a Sonic the Hedgehog fan if we ever speak out of our butt. There you go. My understanding of this is that you know pixels were designed to be to be displayed blurry. You know they were yeah. displayed on a blurry <laughs> curved television, and that was deliberate. So they would do things like uh, that don't work. That don't look good on a screen that's not blurry anymore. Mm-hmm. And so. So the, now it's a balancing act between do you preserve the original intent of how they designed you know, a pixel character like Mario to mm-hmm. look, or do you say, well, this is what their intent, but this is what it actually is on a modern television. 8-bit Mario for a new generation. And so they do things like nearest neighbor to like, mm-hmm. you know, duplicate out those pixels, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, they'll put filters over it, they'll change the, the, <coughs> they'll change the resolution, doctor it up a little bit, and do some really clever things. And sometimes it's just be like, we're gonna make it big and chunky and beautiful, but even then it doesn't look exactly the same. 
this is an HDMI device. It's going to make these games very accessible for a, for a large number of people. It's simple plug-and-play technology. I really appreciate it. Will it be exactly the same as playing before? No, but it's going to be darn close. If you want to know more about how to play these games in their original form, the Retronauts podcast did an extensive discussion on um, high-fidelity uh, SD gaming, like how to go back and use a FrameMeister to do all kinds of amazing, beautiful things. This is in in keeping with Nintendo's philosophy, I think it's Jeremy Paris said this once. Nintendo is paid by Retronauts, aren't you? No, but <laughs> Nintendo is the king of good enough, hmm. and this is another case of you know what? Is it perfect? No, but we're building you something that we think is going to be a quality product and giving you a lot of the features you're going to want. So it's going to look good. The yeah, states are cool though. In, in layman in layman's terms, it's supposed to make pixels square. There's also a mode simulating the retro look of a CRT of a CRT TV, right. which sounds really cool. That's probably just a filter. Yeah, you can get that in most emulators. The Retron 5 does that. Um, just the blurry filter is all yeah, it is. and you don't want it to look like they smear, you know, Vaseline over the screen or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it comes know. with a glare from, like, the windows that yeah. <laughs> are directly behind you. Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, again, actually has a really cool mode. They, they did a good filter on that. They, they simulate a regular TV, an arcade monitor, and, a mo and then the modern HD, and they all look different. They all look good and very different ways. Mm -hmm. It's fun to switch between them. They're also both permanent save points and instant temporary saves. So I love the idea of this because what it does is essentially give old fellas like us the opportunity to go back and play the games that we played as kids over again. Uh, I don't know if you, like, I beat Ninja Gaiden once yeah. on my NES as a kid. Oh, I'll never do it again because I left it on for like two days straight and I turned the yeah. TV off so my mom wouldn't know and I just thank God every day I came home from school that she didn't tape over the little red light. Yeah, that she didn't see the red light or hit the cord or something. So it gives people like us a chance to go back and like sort of make progress in there where you know we all, some of us have kids, some of us are married, uh, not, not a lot of us don't have time to, yeah. to do that again. But it also gives the new generations the opportunity to come in where I don't think they'd necessarily have the patience to play. A lot of these games are really short too. Well, I mean, World 6 short. and Ninja Gaiden is an exercise in masochism. Yeah. Yeah. I, especially since it kicks you all the way back to the beginning, breaking the rest of the pattern of the game. I, you know, if you screw up at the end of Ninja Gaiden, you've got to go through like three levels every time. It's it's crazy. It's hell. And it is. And yeah, that one stupid bird and that rocket pack ninja. But, uh, but I, I think this is giving new players the opportunity to get in there that wouldn't necessarily have the patience or, uh, you know, the, I, I don't know, I want to say, I don't want to say fortitude, but like current game design doesn't punish people the way that old games did. And so yeah. now's your opportunity to beat some of these games. Yeah, I mean, again. no, but that challenge was value because it made the games last longer. Yeah. It's really as simple as that. Like they made, that's why games were harder. Like now it's easier to make a 10 hour game. It was impossible to make a 10 hour game back then almost, so they made a 20-minute game that would just take you, you know, weeks Forever. to beat instead. Yeah. Yeah, looking you at know, what's like Castlevania is short, right? Like that game's like twenty minutes long if you were to go through it, it you know, perfectly. Mm. But it doesn't yeah. feel that way. It makes it feel like an epic adventure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And even with the ability to save, Castlevania is so vicious. I think that's sure. just mostly in there for Ninja Gaiden and probably for the March Cave in Final Fantasy One. Mm. Um, I mean, it'd be nice, like I don't know, like even something like Mario Three. Like I don't yeah. know, like I'll go back and play World Eight. You know, like I don't want to have to. Well, you can warp straight to World Eight. It's a bad example. That, that's actually a great point because Mario Three, despite being a sprawling epic, has no native saves. Yeah. So this allows you to sit down and come mm -hmm. back. That, that's actually going to be very welcome. You're right. I remain excited for the NES Classic. I think November 11th is the release date for that. Yeah, I'm buying one. It's 11-11. It's so tiny. Uh, Skyrim Day. Skyrim Day. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Kevin Lower did. Lower? Lower? Lower. Kevin asks, can you and your panel advise of any huge games you never played but probably should have? 
usually incredibly influential, but might have missed it due to timing or taste or age. I'm a Nintendo gamer and mine is Chrono Trigger. No spoilers, please. I just wasn't into RPGs at the time. I have it for DS and we'll play it one day. Yeah, I mean, the, my list is extensive, right? I've played hundreds, thousands of video games. Uh, never played Chrono Trigger either. Mm -hmm. um, never played any of the old PS1 Tomb Raider games. Um, only really got into the franchise with Tomb Raider Legend, I guess, was maybe the first one I, I played. Hmm. Um, what, like on PS2 or something? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever console that was. Um, those are the two off the top of my head. Um, Fantasy Star, I don't even know if that counts. <laughs> sure that counts. I played, I played four a little, I guess. Yeah. But you'd never play two? Like, or, no, or no. maybe two's the one I played a little. I don't know. They're two and four are similar, although four is, I think, better. But yeah, yeah. The, uh, the big one for me is Pokemon. Um, oh yeah, I've, me too. <laughs> yeah, I've I've played Pokemon games, but I've never gotten anywhere. I, I just have tried and tried and tried, and then really until Go, I've never never been hooked. Uh, and uh, so I'd like I'm kind of enjoying. Go enough that I'm like, well, I'm gonna go back and get Pokemon another try again. It's a heavy time investment, and it's actually kind of a hard culture to break into if you're not already in it, because so many of, of the things are are very deeply established. And and I'm like, I don't know Pokalore here. I you know I, I hear people talk around me, and I'm like, I have no idea what any of these things are. But They're making it all up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, those that that's that's the one that really jumps out at me immediately. Just a huge franchise that I know yeah. almost nothing about. How's you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, my list is extensive, and I, I'm like you, I feel like I've played hundreds and hundreds of video games, but there are just so many that I, I think, I hear you sort of, you folks talk about the way people talk about Pokemon, and it's just gibberish to me. But uh, I was a Nintendo kid all the way up until 64, but I haven't owned a Nintendo system since then, mm. so if there's a Mario game that was great that came out, I haven't oh, played man, it. Mario, Mario Galaxy. Sunshine. No Mario Sunshine, Galaxy. no Galaxies, no, uh, I haven't World. played a Zelda game since 64. Outside of the 15 minutes, I played Majora's Mask at Target when I was a kid. Yeah, um, you know, I never played Red Dead Redemption. It's one of those. It's a big one. It's one of those games. I own it, and I've that happen. I've owned it, and I started it. It's on backwards compatible. I, no, I know. I got really excited. I got to the ranch part, and I was like, "That's enough work for one day. I'm gonna go rustle up some grub." And then I just never turned it on. <laughs> Wait, you were talking about rustling up some grub in real life? Yeah, in Not, real life. That's just how you talk. <laughs> that's that's a callback. Yeah, after your cowboy days in Montana. That yeah, wasn't was. on the show. That was before we started recording. What's well, a personal callback? Um, if Beyond can do it, we can. It was do a callback it. to our friendship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody needs to feel like there's definitely like I trust uh, Marty's video game chops. He's played yeah. AAA games. He's played indie games, but he always talks about how he's never played Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. Like you just never did it. Like we all have these things where like you just kind of miss the window, and yeah. then gaming moves on, and then before you know it, it's like oh, like yeah. I missed, I missed a whole big thing that other people were really into. I really, I never played Counter Strike. You never played Counter Strike. Really? Wow. No. I mean, PC gaming. What was the last big PC game I played? Was probably StarCraft. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and I was so going to say I've never played StarCraft. Oh, even though man. I know I would love StarCraft. There's a rumor. It's unsubstantiated yeah. that a StarCraft HD is coming. Yeah. If that were coming, Ooh. that'd be right. Um, so yeah, it's like Blizzcon. all that Counter Strike and obviously all the MOBAs. Uh, I played one match of Dota with a trackpad, which I don't yep. recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember hearing about this yeah. actually. Yeah, I've never played League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. Dota and League. Those those are those are huge ones. Mm -hmm. That's that's those are really good points. I, I MOBAs in general, I've I've tried to get into. I've never gotten bitten, but that's some of that's just a matter of the several hundred hours of investment that it requires to to become yeah. proficient in those what games. What about Minecraft? I have played some Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, I don't Minecraft. care for it. I, I also like, that's oh, not for me. That's a really good point that you bring up too. Uh, is that 
sort of as we've evolved, like more more of the recent games have just been thrown by the wayside for some of us because you do spend so much time in one particular game. Mm-hmm. Like I did get bit by the, the MOBA bug, and right, I have hundreds of hours in, in one particular MOBA. I know Damon's always on Hearthstone as well sometimes, so yeah. uh, you know, I, I think some of the more recent stuff to come out, you you miss just because you have that passion game now. I mean, with the nature of this job is you do have to make sacrifices to uh, work at a place like IGN. It's very, very hard, very challenging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just awful. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like, you, uh, if you have a passion game, like if you're passionate about Dota, like that can be good in the sense that, hey, now you can write about Dota on IGN, but it's kind of... It's kind of irresponsible. Like that's kind of not how you need to be spending your time. You need to be able to speak competently about a, br- a breadth of games and know what you're talking about and keep up. And that's an expectation that outside of work you are at least doing. Like you're keeping up. You're mm-hmm. keeping up with video games. And if you're playing Dota, you know, for hours and hours and hours a night, that's kind of a red flag because that means. You didn't play Arkham Knight. You didn't play The Witcher. You didn't play any of last year's big games, probably. Well, it's a trade-off internally. I, I mean, we have a lot of generalists. We provide a lot of generalist broad game content, but it does help to have on on in staff specialists on important things. I mean, sure. MOBAs and and Dota and League and and things Welcome like that are huge, hugely important. And, and you do want to have somebody that you can lean on and be like, guys. Please tell us what's happening here. You can't be a master of everything, but I do. I do like you tend to skew more generalists. I also really enjoy uh, whoever wrote in um, mentioned they're going to play it on DS eventually. Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. First off, right version of Chrono Trigger to play. Good choice. And uh, second, it's fun to go back when the opportunity arises. Um, I missed the boat on a lot of GBA stuff in the middle of it, and I've spent the last few years. Just going back and sampling little GBA games. games. Play that Drill Dozer. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't play Drill Dozer for the first time until only a few years ago. I I mean, I I just missed it. Drill Dozer is dope. Yeah, Yeah, Drill Dozer is dope. Um, And so that's another wonderful thing is the chance to go back and and catch up on the things that you missed. You you build that that, that, uh, back catalog and go, oh, yeah, okay. Drill Dozer is made by Pokemon developer Game Freak. They are made by Game Freak, or it is made by Game Freak. That's right. Uh, speaking of going back to your back catalog, I kind of ran out of new stuff to play on my PS4. I went back to Divinity Original Sin Enhanced oh. Edition this weekend. Yeah. Now I'm really uh, deep stuck into that. Oh. That game is awesome. I'll tell you, a big window, and just especially knowing my gaming, like some stuff I know I'm just not that into. So even though there's games that are a hole in my gaming knowledge, I'm like, oh, I know it's not going to be my thing. But I knew I would love all the old computer RPGs, mm-hmm. and I never played any of them mm-hmm. just because I wasn't a PC gaming PC gamer at the time. Like the old so, Goldbox stuff? Well, yeah, so yes. not that old. But I went back to like Baldur's Gate, and uh, I went back to Planescape Tournament, and I did that probably two or three years ago. I started playing through, and I streamed a little bit of Baldur's Gate, too. Um, and that was, I mean, even though it's like kind of old and clunky by today's standards, all those Infinity Engine games, oh, Dude. they're so good. Dude, like, I, I'm right there with Damon right now. I got bit by the RP, the CRPG bug in particular again, mm-hmm. and I went back and started playing Sword Coast Legends, which yeah. just oh, came out. Yeah. So, so you're, you like it? Uh, yeah, I, I, we gave it like a six. Or we gave it a very so, middling yeah. score. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, maybe I'm, it's been improved since. I'm really, really, really into it. Yeah, kind of I, I haven't. To be fair. That. I haven't started messing around with the uh, the DM tool, yeah. but um, that's good to hear because I was I was interested in that game before. The campaign is good. It starts off a little slow, but like once you get into it, you really can build out like characters and stuff. And I'm sure someone will comment and be like, "Well, there's a better CRPG," but like I'm really enjoying it, and it almost makes me want to go back and play Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition yeah. again. Yeah. It's just such a nice feeling. Like I knew that Baldur's Gate is you know one of, if not the greatest RPG ever made, greatest computer RPG ever made, and to know that you have that waiting for you at a time where like 
all right, there's not a lot of video games yeah. coming out. My daughter's sleeping through the night. Yep. Like, I'm yep. finally going to have a chance to go through this. Like, it was great. It was really wonderful. Yeah, no, but, but do not go through life without playing Planescape Torment. That, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good a, one. Worst name, best game. Best like, video game story ever made. I know. Really it's really Probably. good. Yeah. It's really good. Gameplay, not so I great. Story. Yeah, story's superb. Uh, what, what platform are you playing uh, Original Sin on? PS4. PS4, okay. So is the console experience good? I mean, that's the only experience I've had with it, okay. but it's, it, it works great. Because I had the same feeling back when, um, what's Bioware's, uh, Dragon Age came out, the Jade original. Empire. Inquisition, or? No, the, the original. original. It came out on PC and on console, and I remember feeling like, mm, that CRPG, like, twang in my heart said mm. PC, but at that point I, I just played it on console, so. Yeah. It, well, that particular game was better on PC. Yeah, because um, you could, like, pull it back like a yeah. true CRPG versus, like, sort of the third person yeah. of console. But they've gotten better and better at integrating that yeah. between generations, and yeah, they're tar they're obviously targeting consoles. Yeah, and those. Inquisition was just the, I think the full leap that they needed. Yeah, yeah. I've also never played Shenmue. Oh, oh but yeah. uh, either way, I don't have a, any burning desire to play that game. Now is the time on Gamescoop when we play video game twenty questions. <gasps> oh, no. so everyone knows how this works. My panel here has 20 yes or no questions to guess the game that you wrote in, emailed us at gamescoop at IGN.com. This week's suggestion comes from Jay Wan. Jay Wan. All right. Let uh, the questioning and remember, begin. Professor Layton is a minor Nintendo character. <laughs> Do you, does your character walk on on his feet? Does he walk on two feet in yes. this game? Yes. <laughs> Walks on two feet. All right. <laughs> Was this game released after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Character on two feet. January 1st, 2000. <laughs> do you want to? Are you ready to just pick the game? <laughs> what else do you need to know? Seriously. Uh, you want to bring it down into this decade too, or, is, or do we? Well, we know it's sometime in the. 2000. I mean, we could do by generation, we could go by genre. Let's, we do, let's by, do generation. All yeah. right. Was this, uh, did this game come out in the PS3, Xbox 360 generation? Yes. All right, there's three. Excellent. Is this game uh, part of a franchise? No. Ooh, standalone. Oh my goodness. Um, is this game a platform exclusive? Mm, no. 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 <laughs> Pretty sure it's not. Okay. There's no way. No, it's not. Okay. okay. Right. It's not a platform exclusive. It's third party. Is this game a? I think I know what it is. Yeah? Will you walk on two feet? Is this game a first-person shooter? Yes. Oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, For some reason, I had Castle Crashers in my head. Oh, well, <laughs> Just no, that's great. Just complete blue. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, uh, so first-person right. shooter on 360 or PS3. PS3 or Wii. Yeah, oh, we, we, you're talking yeah. Kill the Zone, Conduit. You're talking Conduit. Halo. Conduit. Yeah, those two. are both. Those are all franchises. It's not part oh, of the franchise. Right. And that's Conduit's right. a franchise because there's two of them. So yeah, that's that. such a, the non-franchise FPS is such a hint. Uh, wow, that's great. Black. Yeah. Wait, did you ask first person or did you ask first person shooter? First person shooter. Okay. First person shooter. So, so, so FPS from that think, generation. Think of one of black. Black is a generation before. Right. Black's a generation before. Yeah, it was PS2. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't remember that. Did I make that up? No, I believe you. You're right. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's my turn. Um, oh, let's see. The, is this is this game uh, sci-fi themed? Yes. Perfect. So, perfect. Saying, no, no. Soft yes. Soft yes. Okay, so it's not like Prey or anything. Um, Did you say sci-fi? Yeah. Yeah, okay. sci-fi. Well, were there two perfect hours? 
Yeah, but it's not perfect dark. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. Thank you. Dead, <laughs> yes. Dead Space French and French. Oh, yeah, so oh, man. Yeah. Okay, wow. Um, first person shooters from that period. Was there a. Sh I World Stranger's Wrath. Oh, I hope so. I mean, Ooh, um, was that the original Xbox? Uh, that, no, that was that 360 was mobile, early 360, right? Yeah, because that was the Money Hat game, right? Was that early 360 or early Xbox? I think that was early 360, I think. I don't know, that was the Money Hat game, though. That would be pretty early. Money hat Let's, game. Uh, yeah, that's where the term Money Hat came from, where they gave uh, Lauren Liddy all that money to, to go over to Microsoft exclusively for a while. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's where that, that came from. There's no, there's no hat involved in that story, though. <laughs> huh? No, no, it's from a Penny Arcade comic. Um, that's where it was coined. Wear a hat or have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you could ask. Okay, we we are hitting one of my like wor like first person shooters from that era. This is your blind spot. Absolutely the worst thing for me ever. Yeah. Um, okay. Is this? You go ahead, Brandon. Well, I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think of sci-fi one-offs during that era. Semi-sci-fi. Sem soft sci-fi. Soft sci-fi. Soft sci-fi. Soft sci-fi mm -hmm. sci from that era. Maybe we uh, could learn more about the setting or the. And you walk on two feet. You walk <laughs> on two feet. So you're you're a person walking around on the two feet. Do you? Is it? it Hmm. Okay. We asked if it's associated with a license. Yeah, is it a is it a licensed game? No. Okay, okay here we go. It's not a soft sci-fi license. Okay, so we don't it's not like a but one. That doesn't shot. eliminate any kind of weird Ooh. Star Wars could it be, thing. Could or... it be Chronicles of Riddick? That's a that's a license. Ooh, so that but that's yeah. a license, so You're it's right. not. Okay. That, uh, that almost was a good guess. Yeah. Could still be Oddworld. I'm trying to figure out a smart way to ask about Oddworld without it just pertaining to Oddworld. But Oddworld's part of a franchise. I mean, that would. That's true. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, because Oddworld inhabitants. I mean, that's that's a whole like thing. Yeah. All right. This we is also a fun don't one. know. Like it could be on the Wii, some weird Wii shooter. It could. Um, oh. If it was, I probably played it though. Or PC, like some weird PC like shooter. One of those really terrible light gun on rail shooters that they ported over. I mean, I like Dead Space is part of a franchise, and Link's Crossbow Training was part we of could a ask, franchise. We could ask, but there's something like Tower Wars. There's Rock as a franchise. What? Wet? Do you remember that? Oh, and there was there was Wet. There was Brink. There yeah. was uh, Brink. Was there? There was the other one. There was uh, Haze or whatever. Whatever the, that game that Insomniac made was. Yeah. So, do you want to ask if it's a Light Bullet Gun Storm? Game? Or not? Like, not really. Want, Bullet yeah. Storm. Bullet Storm. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, Bullet how, Storm. Do, how do we nail it down to Bullet Storm? Because it's soft sci-fi. But that's not soft sci-fi. Apocalyptic is kind of sci-fi. Sci-fi. Okay. Sci okay soft so, sci-fi. So how do we how do we narrow it down to Bullet Storm? I don't know. I mean, we can just ask. Is it? Although Brink is also soft sci-fi too, because they live in a future on this on this weird white arc thing. I mean, yeah. is the developer still in business? No. So it's not Bullet. Oh, bu no. Bullet Storm's making Gears Four. Yeah. That team's making. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Or whoever, like they're making wh whatever that is that they're making. And it's not. It's not. Did I make that up? Are they making Gears Four? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> the bullet storm guys. You guys take a second. I'm going wild with abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Swing wild with abandoned. Uh, hold on. The Gears Four guys. They're a new studio technically. Yeah, that's right? what I thought. The, the that's cool, why I'm gonna. Yeah, we're we're nine right I'm not now? cheating. I'm just. We're at bullet storm. Okay. What about no? It, it made rage, right? And they're still around. And there's only one rage. Ooh, right? rage. Yeah, but it it made that. Uh, who made Brink? I don't know who made Brink. I'm trying to remember. Bethesda published it, but who's yeah. the developer? Yeah, I don't remember who developed Brink. Um, People can fly. Made Bulletstorm. That's we, right. We could. Well, that's not. That's Sorry. not. The cool, like that's a different studio. I know. I'm strictly looking up. I don't remember what People Can Fly is working on now. David's fingers are getting tired. That's a question for another time. Let's yeah, it's not my here. turn. That's why. Oh. Who, and they who? are working. They're helping work on Gears Four. Okay. So. No Gears Judgment. Okay, so they are still around. Uh, okay. So it's soft sci-fi. 
And I am right that it did rage, right? That was that was I, that I'm not allowed to look up because okay. that's related to what I'm I guessing. don't remember who did Brink. Uh, okay, I don't remember who did Brink. What's in Brink? Let's 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 remember. Ask about a weapon. Ask about a mechanic. Can you parkour in this game? No. Okay. Not Brink. <laughs> not Brink. That's not ten. Brink. Okay. No parkouring. Uh, uh, ask about enemies. Ask well, about. Well, do we find out if it's a con it's not a console exclusive? But it was. It took him a long time to answer. Yeah, it did take him a long time to answer. So. It's not a console exclusive. Yeah, it could technically be on handheld too. Which yeah, so would I was thinking, crazy. is it some weird 3DS shooter? We could ask if it's a but handheld. That's, but that's but none of those would be like even Metroid. You know, yeah, Metroid the, Prime the Hunters Metroid. or whatever. It's all part of a franchise. Yeah, yeah. If there's a weird, so, wow. Uh, uh, the Syndicate or some of those weird shooters. Oh, what was? That's right. I forgot about that. There's a Syndicate. And there was the, what was it? That's jeez. We are doing bad. There are like here. two genres that are terrible for finding obscure one-off games, and <laughs> one of them is first-person shooters. Was this game? And the other one is survival. <laughs> yeah. Was this game like well received? Did people like it? No. Ah. Bad game. Bad game. Oh 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 um uh oh uh, shadow um people like Shadow Warrior. No, the other one. That's a franchise. And so I was gonna say like Duke Nukem, but that's a franchise. Um. Let's see. Yeah, Duke Nukem Forever would have been yeah. good. Yeah. Um, wow. Weapons, enemies, settings. Um, do we tr try to get a feel of what's going on in the game? Shoot uh, mans. Do you shoot mans? Yeah. The hard, it's the fact <laughs> no, that it's, it's not part of a franchise is what's killing yeah, me. Because FPSs tend to be franchises. Was this a... I think some company released a crappy shooter and then never made another one and Did, then went yeah. out of business. <laughs> Did this game have competitive multiplayer? Ooh. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I can't answer that one. Okay. Okay. But that probably means it's remembered for its single player, so that's helpful. Okay. Probably means it was so insignificant. <laughs> uh, hey, what was that? Was the the, the uh, red or what was the game with the cell shaded art? Oh, I never. I never. Oh yeah. What was that game called? I almost said Red Thirteen, but that's the dog, that's, from, that's Final the dog from Final Fantasy. <laughs> what was that game called? Thirteen or Red or what was that called? The comic book game. Uh, Ubisoft yeah, publishes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, have no context for this at all. Um, it's probably not that. Maybe we could ask. That was soft sci-fi. Did we ask about publisher? Maybe that's the place to go. Red Steel that. was soft sci-fi, but it got a sequel. Did it? I was yeah. just thinking, what was that Katana game? There was Red Steel too. Oh, there were yeah, there were two Red Steels, so that's, the, a, that's a franchise. Yeah, yeah, there were. So who's out of business that was big back then? There was like THQ, THQ Majesco. Right. What was that? Majesco published Advent Rising, but that wasn't a, a shooter. Ashen's too yeah. early. Um, Ashen was like, that was GPA. We're in trouble here, aren't we? First person shooter from the PS3, Xbox 360 generation where you walk on your feet <laughs> and it's soft sci fi. And it's not part of a franchise. It's not licensed. Oh, what was that on? Oh, and you said you didn't know about it. And it was not received well. It was not received well. That's the one that the And we don't know about multiplayer. It's not a platform exclusive. Gosh, what was that online only one? Now that well, he didn't know if it was online, so it can't be. Oh yeah, like it could have been like Planet Side, although it was received well. That's and Planet Side's a franchise. It's a franchise now. Yeah. Was this game released on PC? Probably. What the hell? I mean, come on. I don't, you don't get a finger that, for that, probably? It's, it's not even like that important. You don't get a finger for probably? How can oh, that be that oh, important? That wasn't first person. I was thinking that terrible 360 game, Brute Squad, or... I think we need more information. Mm -hmm. Maybe about enemies, or our hero, You are the Brute Squad. Or, 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, Princess Bride in it over there. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Weapons? Or? Yeah, I kind of want to know. I want to know more about this setting. Does this game? Does this game take place on Earth? Yes. Okay, it takes place on Earth. That's helpful to know, and it's sci-fi-ish. Is that 13? 13. Except for you counted the crappy one. Yeah, you counted the one where you didn't have I gave you a free one before that. That's true. But you didn't have the answer That's to that true. one either. That's true. <laughs> Don't say either. I had the answer to that one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Was this game out on PC? Purple. There's All your answer. All signs point to yes. Let's see. Um, so anything, I don't know, fight about the enemies. Um, are your enemies human? Mm, I think so. <laughs> Do they walk on two feet? No. Um, what was it? And we, it was not known for its multiplayer. He's not sure if it has multiplayer. Yeah, he's not sure if it has a multiplayer. It was, it was not well received. So let's assume it's single player. Takes yeah. place on Earth. I am pretty sure this is a game I did not play. I don't think any of us played it. Ignored. Is this game... I mean, I don't even, never mind, I don't even want to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask if it was like really well-known, but Damon doesn't pick things that were like crazy obscure. Yeah, I feel I feel dumb for this, but what about something in like the... I tried to... Around the time Bioshock came out, or out, a lot of imitators came out, anything... It's franchise. That, I know, but anything... No, I just like, saw... Uh, Justin's eyes lit up. <gasps> oh, Bioshock. Yeah. yeah but that was well-received. And Very well awesome. Received. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to... Trying to think of stuff that popped up around the time. If I Damon wouldn't be shitty and call like Skyrim a shooter, would he? No, I don't think. Or something like that. that. Why would also I do that? Also not sci-fi. Do that. You shoot magic. You shoot magic. Also part of a franchise. Yeah, I don't think he would do that. Um, and received well. Shoot magic while you're walking around on two feet. <laughs> yeah. Also not on Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's first. Okay. Very very shooter, soft sci-fi. Non-franchise from this period. Soft sci-fi. This is soft sci-fi is killing me. I think it might be a. War so if it takes or? place on Earth, Earth. If it takes place Earth. on Earth and it's soft sci-fi, maybe futuristic. Like, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about like it's again, it's a franchise, but like Ghost Recon, Advanced yeah. Warfighter, like you know, Gra, like one of those old games. But that's a, Ghost Recon's a franchise, right? I know, but right. it's something yeah, no, like that. What about like zombie, some military? It, <laughs> is it a crappy zombie caching game of some kind? Because you talked about like, are your enemies human? He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that zombie? No, I said your enemies are human. <laughs> what what about uh, what was that game? Was it Dark? With the demons that you could shoot out, oh, in the, the darkness, the darkness, oh, the that, darkness. That thing. did that get a sequel? I yes. Don't, did I don't it? Remember? Damn it! Uh, I didn't play it. It, it, would, it. Does this game have like horror overtones? No. So no zombies. Oh, okay. No, it's fifteen. We're running. We're running out of zombies. Was, the zombies five questions good. left? Let's bring it home. I, I feel I don't think we can. doomed here. I really do. It's a franchise. Yeah, it's a franchise. Not a franchise. Uh, we could try publisher. We could. Uh, uh, it's a trap. Publisher's a trap. Publisher's a trap. Um, but we're, we're kind of desperate here, right? Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Are we, are we are not human? Gonna, this is, the I think, maybe the only crew that hasn't gotten two in sure. a row if we don't get this one. We could say it for weapon, our weapons, guns, or What was the last like one that? you didn't get? Leighton. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. The, the minor Nintendo character from, from yeah. If this turns out to be, like, Connectables Level or something, five. I'm going to be real mad. Connectables is not a first-person shooter. You shoot uh, pets <laughs> at... You shoot love <laughs> yeah. at the shoot cute Shoot love kid. at pets. <laughs> love at pets. All right. We, a, need, we need another question. Too, poor, much, too yeah. much dead air here. Too much dead air here. I agree. I feel bad for the poor fans. I, I just, give up. Uh, just uh, wait, up. We got five questions left. I don't have anything else to ask. Uh, uh, is it a light gun game? No. All right. There we go. Is it a post-apocalyptic setting? No. 
Okay. Well, it's not post-apocalyptic sci-fi. It's not rage. It's not. Is there any questions left? Is it like? Is it set in the future? Homefront. Homefront got a sequel. Got a sequel. Got Just a this sequel. year. You're oh. asking me if it's set in the future? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and he didn't know if it was online, so it's not something like oh, what was that horrible sci-fi show that turned into a horrible MMO? Oh yeah. De oh, uh, def defiance. defiance. Yeah, but it was. It's not based on a license. Yeah, it's not based on a license, so it's not defiance. Um, is that license? Oh man, that game sucked. Sean, Sean, come <laughs> over the god help mic. Us, we need help. Help us, Sean. <laughs> Two questions. <laughs> All right. Fan of the show, Sean Finnegan. Sean Finnegan. Um, yeah, I'm. Man, this is something where you go to some Eastern European thing and fight somebody. Oh, you guys will kick yourselves. Yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. This is going to be bad. I hope not. You know what? I, I I'm ready to fold because the good you're just going to fold away. with oh. two questions you left. Know about it again? No, it's too late. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I'm I don't know. Uh, we got two questions left. Is uh, it, was it? Uh, I guess we were stupid. We didn't. We should have narrowed down developer a little bit. Was yeah. this game made by an American company? No. Oh. No. So yeah, so I wish we would ask that four or five questions ago because we could have got European or Japanese. Yeah, we could have gotten it down. Like to that. Japanese don't make very many shooters at all. Yeah. Did is it something? Did From ever make like an awful shoot? Oh no, but they're still around. Well, there's like Somebody's Mech Warrior and weird games anymore. like that, which are franchises again. But, but this the dev doesn't exist anymore, correct, Damon? Yeah. That, that was one of the things. The developer does not exist. The like there was like there was there's like you know Colony Wars and all that. But it's not, it's not on Earth. Yeah, yeah. MechWarrior Mac and Hawking, they're yeah. both part of a franchise. Yeah. Um, I keep waiting for the E3 I go to that Hawking is not at. It still hasn't happened. I give up. That's uh, it? Are you ready to... Are you ready for the answer to be revealed? I concede defeat. Yeah, I concede. Justin, you said the game. Was it Stranger's Wrath? Oddworld? It's Haze. Oh! Yeah. It was Haze. I, uh, that's developed by Insomniac. Free Radical Design. What was the one Insomniac made? Uh, I'm not sure which one they did. I have no context for this. Uh, Hayes, Published I, by Ubisoft. I am utterly, utterly uh, ignorant of this game. 2008, you're like a super soldier, so I think it's like near future, yep. where you like are injected with this serum. Free Radical made that? The, the, the Time Splitters Time developer? Time Splitters guys was the last game they made. Well, yeah, this this was one where there was a giant black hole in my head that never knew this game existed. Well, I, so. I never played this game either. Nobody played this no, game. No, I didn't play this game, but I can remember it. It was a Ubisoft game. I don't game. remember this game. They had a big booth for it at E3. And no, I have no memory In 2008? Fuse was the insomnia. <laughs> See, how, think of how many first-person shooters with one yeah. word there were. Fuse, yeah. Haze, Brink, Rage, uh, yeah, that there were a lot of those. Wet, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'd be a first person. Shooter. I think Bullet Storm is, is one like word, but it's supposed shooter, to be two. Right? Yeah. That sucks. Hayes, I feel like we've said history today. Yeah, I, I feel, it was I feel a bad. Ubisoft uh, game. Man, but I this, said it. There was, it, I could have had a thousand questions. I was I trying to think. I was trying to think of crappy like Halo knockoffs, and yeah. that's why Hayes mm -hmm. popped into my head. But then I let it drift away. Ah, super right there. It's crazy to think just how many series of first person shooters there are. Yeah, it's like yeah. Red, uh, what's the red one? The one where you're on Mars. Oh, Red, red Faction. Oh, Red Faction. Red Faction. Red Faction. Those are fine. No, there's a lot, a lot of FPSs out there. And that was a great question, whoever sent that in. That, that's, a, that's a really nice good job. one. I don't yeah. like it. That was J1. Yeah, it's not that like... Really good. That's why when you asked if it was on PC, I was like, probably, because all Ubisoft games... Yeah, I, PC, I, right? like, I have 
no knowledge in my brain of this game anywhere. It's just, yeah, it's it's like go read on about it on IGN. I should go read about it on IGN. Did you did you review this, Damon? No, I didn't review it, but I think we gave it like a five. Okay. I think it's like a in the five range, if I remember correctly. Oh, so it was a good. It was a good. Yeah, I feel well, like it was a shooter that well. nobody played. I feel like Arnold at the beginning of Total Recall, just like, did this happen? Like, I don't know. Why am I married to Sharon Stone? I don't know. <laughs> what were you doing in 2008 in instead 2000, of playing Hayes? In 2008, I was moving to and starting life in Japan. Um, but I was playing a lot of games then, so yeah. it's weird that I uh, missed this one. Better games. Uh, I was going to give you a hint. If you needed a hint, you... you I originally thought it would be Castle Crashers, and I was going to say, well, this game came out the same year as Castle, Castle Crashers. Mm. Ah, yeah, but maybe happened. that wouldn't have gotten you there either. Fun fact, your character in Hayes walks on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. All right, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Brandon. My name is Damon. We're going to, uh, Brandon and I are bouncing over to uh, Cologne, Germany. This Saturday. I'm leaving on Wednesday. Oh, I'm leaving on Saturday. Yeah. But all next week we'll be covering the uh, Gamescom over there and we will be live streaming, bringing you uh, demos of all the all yeah. the hot new video game tapes from Germany. So. Three days of live show. And we're going to be doing on Friday, we're going to be uh, live streaming Gamescoop from there too. So Sweet. look forward to that. And uh, my name is Damon, this is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.